I like to say we, we prepare our students not just for careers, but for livelihoods, and that we help them be able to make their big choices that are based on their value sets that they develop while they're in higher education through the great work that we do in liberal arts and in some of these very important fields. Over the 10 plus years that I've been involved in, in Wakubo, to me, what I will take away when I step out of this president's role uh, of Wakubo is the friendships that I've built and the people that I can call up on any topic. As we continue our gradual emergence from a certain hibernation over the last three years, the opportunity to engage with our colleagues is more critical than ever. Brad Baca, president of Western Colorado University and the Western Association of College and University Business Officers, sits down this week with Howard Teibel as they turn their attention to the upcoming Wakubo Annual Conference, April 30th to May 3rd in Phoenix, Arizona. This year's theme is Rising to the Challenge, a call to intentionally engage in what we've learned and face our challenges with renewed resilience. You can join Howard at the conference in his pre-conference workshop on producing innovative and creative thinking in the business office. To learn more about the conference or register for the event, visit wakubo.org. And now, Howard Teibel with President Brad Baca. Thank you, Pete. Brad, so great to see you. Great seeing you, Howard. How's your year going, first of all, before we dive into the meat of what we're going to talk about? Uh, it's been a wonderful year. For me, it's been a year of transition. About a year ago this month, I was appointed by our board of trustees as the new president of Western Colorado University, and I took on that role uh, in July. So I've been quite busy just trying to uh, manage my new responsibilities, as well as staying engaged in Wakubo, which is a, a wonderful organization and one that I'm I'm happy to continue service to. So, yeah. That's really the where we're going today is you have an exciting Wakubo conference coming up in late April and May. The theme is rising to the challenge. I love that framing, especially now that we're in a, in a certain way, I would say we're coming out of the pandemic. I was recently at a conference and it was completely booked, like there were over a thousand people. So I think something's shifting in the larger culture where people can even feel more comfortable being together in public. Yeah. So we're going to be having our conference in Phoenix, Arizona, which you know, the phoenix and the rising uh, of all that was part of this symbolism of that, but definitely also very much tied into all the things that we are facing as uh, institutions of higher education as we come out of the pandemic, trying to re-engage our students, re-engage our faculty and in the work that we're doing on campus. And there, there are multiple challenges out there, whether they relate to demographic shifts in the students that we're serving, to the challenges created by the great resignation. There's a lot going on, the distrust of higher education out there in the general public in terms of whether it's worth it. So we've got a lot on our plates as professionals in, that, in this industry of higher education. The coming together in a conference like this becomes an opportunity of be able to step back and 
take the time to explore these issues. I think of one thing I've seen more than anything else is it's not just community building, it's that people need more now than ever the opportunity to step back and say, all right, let me think about where we are, where I want to go. And there's nothing like a conference to put you in that space. Absolutely, Howard. There's two things that Wakubo prides ourselves on, and that's number one, the level and quality of professional development opportunities that we provide our membership. And the second is just the opportunities to network and get to know one another. I really think one of the primary values of this annual conference is it provides our members that opportunity to get to know one another, to talk to one another about the challenges they're facing at their individual institutions, get advice, get connected with people who can probably provide some help on some of these issues. So yeah, it is definitely, I mean, being able to to convene in person promotes and facilitates that important aspect of networking that you really can't get on a virtual conference. You know, and I've been to many Wakubo conferences over the years, and the thing I can say about this for anyone listening who's never been is that you do put in an exceptional program, and it includes many elements. We're going to talk about some of them. One of them is the keynotes, right? you got some amazing keynotes, Heather McGee, Catherine Hayhoe, and Alexandra Samblies. You want to speak a little bit about who they are and what they're doing? Absolutely. And I want to give a a shout out to our program committee, which is chaired by Mike McLoon from University of California, San Francisco. They've done a great job putting together an amazing program. Uh, I think our attendees are going to really enjoy the content and the diversity that we've put together on programming. So yeah, uh, Heather McGee, I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm currently reading her book, which is The Sum of Us, What Racism Costs Everyone and how we can prosper together. This one is really going to be focused on how DEI work is not a zero-sum game, that helping populations attain their aspirations does not take away from others. And so really looking forward to hearing her speak about her book, Catherine Hayhoe. She's uh, in the realm of climate science and, and looking at climate change. And, you know, she has a book out too about saving us and how we work together as communities in a divided world on addressing these very critical and important issues around climate change. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And then finally, Alexandra Samuels, um, she's going to be talking about remote work and something that we're all facing on our campuses is how, you know, as we transition back from the pandemic, how we're managing that and how we're managing folks who are wanting to maintain some Uh, level of virtual aspects to their work life. And so, yeah, I mean, three key topics for us in higher education that I think are going to really help kind of kick off this conference. Yeah. What I love about the combination of those three, which is one is about how do we think about having tough conversations around racism, climate science, which is a place that higher education could be playing such a bigger role in, in terms of the science aspect of it. And then what's front and center for almost anybody who is leading a team is how do I really deal with having our hybrid work environment work for everybody? The nature of being able to honor people's ability to work well remotely at the same time, there's something about being together. I'm sure you found that too, Brad, even in your own work as being a president. Being in the same room with folks is so critical. 
We are in the business of education, and I, I believe education is best delivered when it's you know in person and you you can have those opportunities to connect um, that you really don't you know see or have um, when you're when you're on screens and and whatnot. And so so I think yeah, it's something that all of our institutions are figuring out. What is the right balance? You know, what are those things and those positions that you know require presence versus those that, you know, can be done remotely and and kind of striking that balance and, and rethinking kind of our business model and how that works. Yeah. And, you know, the other aspect, and I think this is part of where we are today, is really pivoting to being intentional about this because there was a point we didn't have a choice. We sort of, we, we had to go with safety. And now it's becoming about how do we do this, but really intentionally make the choices when we need to be together, when when we can work remotely. And I think this is a retention conversation too. Can we retain great people and do they have to be sitting in the cubicle next door? And I'm sure you're dealing with that also at your school. It's like how we make sure that we can not just retain the best people, but now the opportunities to be able to get people from anywhere and, and yeah. make a contribution. No, absolutely, Howard. And, and you know, we have to really challenge our thinking around this particular topic. And I think that can be difficult because, you know, we're as institutions of higher education, we're kind of known for resisting change sometimes. And so this is really, I think, pushing some thinking about how do we provide the best service to our students and our faculty and our staff while also maintaining high levels of professionalism and engagement within our working staff. And so that one will be a fascinating conversation too. And, you know, we'll continue to probably have some more conversations in our concurrent sessions on this topic. Just to pivot for a second to the role you're playing at Western Colorado University, what are your, what are you seeing now that we've entered this new year as uh, emerging issues that you see universities and and the presidents that you connect with that are that are front and center for folks right now? I think what we're seeing, at least here in the state of Colorado, is a growing interest among stakeholders, including our our students and our parents, of really wanting to understand the value of a higher education degree and making sure that what they are investing into their education is going to have some type of return. When we look at what's happening in, with the statewide strategic plan here in Colorado, it's it's almost solely focused on that kind of return on investment and challenging our institutions to be thinking about how we build those professional pathways, how we connect students to internships and opportunities to engage professions that will suit them when they're and, and uh, when they graduate. And not to forget, and I'm sure you feel this way too, there is a place for education for education's sake. No question the cost of education has opened this conversation about ROI, but there's also a place in that transition to adulthood. We don't want to lose that. And that's that's when this when we're doing these conversations well, there's a healthy tension there. Yeah, no, you you hit it right on the head, Howard. Uh, you know, here at our campus, I like to say we we prepare our students not just for careers but for livelihoods, and that we help them be able to make their make choices that are based on their value sets that they develop while they're in higher education through the great work that we do in liberal arts and in some of these very important fields. You know, another reason to 
come to the conference, I'm going to add is around, especially if you're a a public institution, the rising challenge around a divided government. And you're going to have a Washington update. You want to speak a little bit about that? Yeah, as kind of a regional organization, you know, we have our our national organization, NACUBO, um, which we always invite because they they provide such great reports on what is happening in Washington, what do we need to be aware of in terms of the the landscape, the political landscape, and some of the things in the uh, that are kind of working through the chambers of Congress. Uh, as it relates to policies or you know financial areas that we want to be concerned about, so looking to get an update from Nakuba on that, you know they're really involved in advocacy for our institutions of higher education, and not all of us have that opportunity to travel to Washington on a regular basis and do work that positions institutions of higher education for success and and so we really rely on Nakuba to kind of play that role for us and and uh, look forward to hearing from Liz Clark from Nakubo about what's happening in Washington and what can we expect in the next year or so. In addition, Brad, you also have some amazing general session speakers. Talk a little bit about the three general session people that are coming uh, to speak at the conference. Yeah, Howard, we're really excited to have three kind of thought leaders uh, within the higher education industry or, or from different institutions across the West. We have uh, Cheryl Hyman, who's the vice provost for academic alliances at Arizona State University, so someone local. Uh, she was also uh, the former chancellor of City Colleges of Chicago. And so really looking forward to hearing from her about you know what's happening at Arizona State and, and her thoughts on kind of the future of higher education and things that as business officers, we should be thinking about. And then we have one of our own, another uh, former CFO turned president and Cynthia Madsen. She was formerly at Texas A&M San Antonio, but she uh, recently was just appointed as the new president of San Jose State University. She was also the former Wakubo president. She's, uh, I think, going to have a lot to, to say about higher education and the business of higher education. And and I think it's going to really resonate with this crowd. Uh, And then finally, we have the newly appointed chancellor of the Maricopa Community College uh, system, which is Stephen Gonzalez. And he will be speaking about the challenges uh, for community colleges, you know, in this, this highly competitive and changing landscape of higher education. So yeah, this is this is going to be great to have that kind of balance of those speakers on particular topics. And then these professionals within higher education that I think our membership is really going to enjoy. You've got such a diverse set of topics about wellness, prison education, anti-racism, resiliency, the impact of NCAA's new policy, and so on, hybrid work. It's one thing to get the slides, right? Mm -hmm. It's another thing to be in the presence. So for you personally, Brad, why is this an important thing to be at as a higher education professional? Not only is the content going to be excellent and you have such a diverse set of topics that you can really dive into in a meaningful way, um, but it's the discussions that happen outside of those sessions, the follow-ups, the connections you make, the ability to speak to um, some of these professionals like yourself, Howard, after after delivering your pre-conference, somebody can come up to you and say, Howard, I have this particular issue. How 
how would you help me, you know, think about this? And so it's it's really about the things that happen outside of those concurrent sessions or outside those keynote sessions that I think really make the the impact and make this worthwhile. You know, I'm just going to say something about the the two pre-conference workshops, one of which I'm leading. Uh, we're doing one, which is nice in that we'll have like three hours to really dig in with folks about how do you bring creativity and innovation into a finance administration group and actually then invite broader people into this. And we're going to use principles that come from Pixar. And we've done this at institution levels, but this is going to be a, a way of digging into something that you can take back to your institution more directly and bring broader ideas and techniques to this. So that's what we're doing. And then Diane Fennick from Gallagher is doing something called Biscuit Bites, Lessons in Leadership Through History and Pop Culture. That sounds really interesting. So I'm really excited about both attending hers if it's a, a different time and, and also you know for people to come to ours. So talk a little bit about the business partners because you know I'm a, I've been working in education for years and I know what how important it is for me uh in my firm to be able to connect with leaders in education but I also know how important it is for the association that you have these amazing business partners they're a critical piece to the success that we we have in delivering great uh, professional development opportunities and, and programming for membership. And not only are they also bot partners on a lot of topics and experts, uh, whether that's in food service or bookstore management or, or tax changes and whatnot, you know, th they also provide an opportunity for our membership to uh, connect and again, figure out there's an opportunity for a partnership or uh, a service that can be provided um, to their campuses when they go back, back back to their campuses after the conference. And so, you know, and they provide great financial support for this conference that allows our pricing to be more affordable uh, and make it more possible for institutions who may not have the type of professional development budgets that we all wish we did. And so, They've just been an integral part of uh, us delivering our, our professional development content over the years. And I think they really appreciate the partnership they have because they feel like it's not just a, an opportunity to set up a booth and, and try to get some business, but to actually engage in meaningful ways with the membership through concurrent sessions that they deliver. And, and so we get a lot of positive feedback from our business partners. And again, want to plug uh, our business partner, Chair Nicole Looma, who's doing a great job really building that program and taking it to the next level for us. All right. So here's the thing people really want to know, Brad. What does a president do for fun? <laughs> I go to Wakubo after dark. Ooh, that was good. Nice pivot. Yeah. I was going to say, the other thing that we really do well at these conferences, we have fun, um, whether it's the the opening night uh, event um, or, you know, the the suites in the suites or opportunities to uh, have fun at the Wakubo After Dark where we'll have a band. And, and then, you know, during the lunches, we'll have some entertainment every now and then. So So it's important to also kind of step back and relax a little bit laugh, have some fun, dance a little, it's, it'll be good. Anyone who's been to one of these before Wakubos knows what a great 
show and experience you put on it. If you haven't done it, I promise you, if you attend this, you will you will get more than you can imagine. And you know, it's funny, we we don't really downplay fun, but man, there's something about taking the time to relax with colleagues and, and to be able and, and also to network the folks because it's also an incredible opportunity for folks who are in some cases looking for what's next for them to be connecting with other folks. No, it is uh, great to make those connections and to get to know people personally. It's not always just about what you're doing at work. I mean, that's all important. It's good to have those connections, but to build friendships. I mean, that's the one thing over the 10 plus years that I've been involved in in Wakubo. To me, what I will take away when I step out of this president's role uh, of Wakubo is the friendships that I've built and the people that I can call up on any topic. You know, it doesn't have to be work-related. They're good people. So yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity to do all of that. We'll make it available on our site also for people to sign up. So look down the screen if you're if you're still listening, the, the, the sign up where you can go to the uh, Wakubo's website and sign up for the conference. You've really shared such an incredible breadth of a program you're doing. Any final comments you want to share with folks? I would just encourage you all to register, even if uh, your first time, you know, we'll have some opportunities to engage people who are first time Wakubo attendees to help them kind of get a better sense of what we do, what we offer. And we'll just look forward to, to seeing familiar faces here in another couple months and, and re-engage with colleagues across the West. Yeah. If nothing else, what this does is this rejuvenates you because the work today is probably more stressful than ever. And this is not just a chance to let your hair down. It's also an opportunity to learn some great content to bring back to your institution. So, so Brad, thank you so much for one, the service you do, not just at your institution, but at Wakubo. And I'm really looking forward to spending time with you out there and the other business leaders. Great. Well, thank you, Howard. And thank you for your many years of, of service and engagement and partnership with Wakubo. You're a staple for us and look forward to seeing you too here in Phoenix in a couple months. Excellent. All right. We'll, we'll see you soon. All right. Take care.